Monday morning, JM and the AM. Well, David Matlow, as you know, is uh, a collector of uh, the world's most amazing Herzl collection. He has been with us many, many times in the past. And he made us aware of a, um, a recent development, something that he obtained that is worth discussing for its uh, historical significance. And I said to David, this is, this is all you, David. you got to explain exactly what this is and why it's such an important piece of modern Jewish history, and he's prepared to do that. David Matlow, happy Purim to you, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nassim, and uh, happy Adar to everybody. Tadarabah. It's great to speak to you again. Well, many of us remember the fact that you have thousands of Herzl items in your incredible collection, which I had the absolute privilege of uh, of touring, and I can't wait to get back to Toronto one of these days and pay a more in-depth visit to your, <laughs> to your museum. Uh, what is this one item that you wanted to discuss today? Well, what's interesting about collecting and Herzl collecting is it takes you to places and allows you to meet people that you never thought were, were imaginable. So what happened over the last six weeks or so is I bought a lot of share certificates, a lot like an auction lot. It also was a lot, 55 share certificates from a Kedem auction in Jerusalem. And part of my Herzl collection, it deals with how the Jewish state uh, was established and all the effort, and part of that was investment and businesses, which is why I collect share certificates. And one particular company, the Jewish Colonial Trust, was founded by Herzl at the Second Zionist Congress in 1899. And in one of my appearances on your show, I talked about a postcard from New York in the, from an office near where your, where your studio is asking for the second installment of shares, which was payable. Anyway, in this lot, there was a share certificate from the Jewish Colonial Trust. And when I looked at it, something really struck me and piqued my curiosity, because it was registered in the name of a person called Sadie Weiss, who lived in Monticello, New York. <laughs> and I'm familiar, I'm familiar with Monticello. As a kid, I went to Cutcher's Resort, and right. I had two children that <laughs> went to summer camp there. So it really piqued my interest. Why would a lady in 1923 buy shares of the Jewish Colonial Trust while living in Monticello? So I took upon myself the challenge to find the descendants of Sadie Weiss to return the share certificate to them, because I have eight or ten of these share certificates, and every now and again in my collection, I come across something that I know would be more meaningful to someone else than it is to me, and this was one such example. So through Google searches, the Internet, Facebook, LinkedIn, Uh, It took me a couple of weeks, but I finally found the grandson of Sidney Weiss, an 82-year-old gentleman named Marty Weiss, who lives in San Diego. And uh, I reached out to him, a message over LinkedIn, and he called me back, and I told him this story, and I said I would happily return the share certificate to him so he could enjoy it and share it with his family. Part of the story is that Sadie Weiss had a son named Sam. Sam moved to San Diego from Monticello in the 30s or so and was married to a woman woman for over 80 years 
There were only 11 people in history of the United States have been married for 80 years. So he was the subject of a story written by a woman named Pam Cragen for the San Diego Tribune. And I had, in part of the search, I tried to find uh, details of the family. So she became aware of the of the story. So once the share certificate was delivered, she wrote a story about it, which was in the San Diego Tribune a couple of weeks ago. But then something about this story piqued the interest of newspaper editors around the world. It started to pop up in syndication in the Los Angeles Times, in the Jerusalem Post, in the Toronto Star, in Decatur, Illinois, in North Carolina. All uh, It was translated into German, and it was in a Swiss newspaper <laughs> um, based on this. Uh, I think people found it to be curious. The, re- the return of something to a, a stranger was of interest, and it was also an opportunity to talk through this vehicle about Herzl and the dream, because this lady, Sadie Wise, who was, couldn't rub two nickels together, actually went to Monticello, who used to live in New York, but went to Monticello during the Spanish flu epidemic of 1919, where doctors told people to get out of New York City and go into the country. So it comes full circle in a sense, because we're in the midst of another pandemic here. But it's, it allowed me to meet Marty Weiss and members of his family and befriended them. And in fact, their daughter, the granddaughter of Sadie Weiss, is a rabbi, the provo at the Hebrew Union College, and is a prominent academic and religious leader who um, is, has undertaken a project called American Values Religious Voices, which has a website, it, uh, faith leaders from many faiths, delivering messages to the new Biden administration the same way they did to the Trump administration four years ago. So it really has been an an extremely exciting journey through the Jewish Colonial Trust Share Certificate. David Matlow is with us. Did the family appreciate or even know that their grandmother was, you know, inclined to help build what would eventually be the state of Israel? So Marty had no idea. He never met his grandmother um, because the father, as I said, moved to San Diego right. uh, in the in the 30s, and the grandmother also died in the in the 30s, so had no idea about the interest of of his grandmother in the Zionist dream. And and as I said, she was very poor, but yet bought five shares, which would have been twenty five dollars or so, could be three or four hundred dollars by by our um, standards. But as as I learned and talked to Marty, he had been to Israel many times. He was a he was one of the original uh, distributors of the Na'od shoes in Israel. They have kids, uh, cousins on Kibbutz Kinnasar, so <laughs> they have a very close connection to to Israel. Uh, without knowing the passion of his grandmother and, of course, um, his daughter, the rabbi, been to Israel many many times. So do we know so if- there is something? Do we know if the Jewish Colonial Trust was a successful venture? Well, what's interesting about the Jewish Colonial Trust is it was the very first, even before the Jewish National Fund, the Karen Kayemet, it was the very first uh, vehicle where Jews from around, around the world could tangibly participate in Herzl's dream. 
So shares of the Jewish Colonial Trust were sold to hundreds of thousands of Jews around the world. In fact, there's a website maintained at the government of Israel, and I will send you the link, Nafim, and if you want, you can post it uh, on, on your website, where you can check whether your ancestors were shareholders of this company. I learned my great-grandparents, who lived in Mulch, in Belarus, in the early 1900s, bought shares, and, uh, and they are on the shareholders' register. Uh, Sadie Weiss from Monticello, there's about eight people in Monticello you can put in the city name. I put in this website, New York City, 1,731 people in New York City are shareholders uh, on the registered list. And in fact, 235 people with the last name Siegel <laughs> are shareholders. So you may want to check if your grandfather or great-grandfather um, purchased shares of this. They, this company ultimately created a subsidiary called the Anglo-Palestine Bank, which was a bank that uh, had branches. It was the National Bank of Israel on independence, issued the first currency until the Bank of Israel was created in the 50s, and is now the Bank Lumi. whole thing is unbelievable. Incredible. The role that people who only dreamt, and we've discussed this before, including Herzl himself, the role of people who only dreamt about a state of Israel and how they took action in order to do whatever possible to make that dream a reality. And boy, David, as you know, that dream was far from a reality when she bought that stock certificate. Absolutely. She was a participant in the dream together with hundreds of thousands of other people. And and it's, it started with the dream, of course, of Herzl, yeah. but it wouldn't have happened if people didn't do something about it and continue to do something about it and support it and nurture it. Unbelievable. What a story. Uh, Kolakavotsu, thank you for bringing this to our attention, and uh, we will we'll include in today's newsletter. I just forwarded to Avrami the address that you recommended. People could literally look up if friends or relatives that they know from that era uh, might have participated by purchasing stock certificates in the Jewish Colonial Trust, like Sadie did, and like Herzl encouraged people to do um, uh, over 120 years ago. Right? Yeah, that Zionist Congress was over 120 years ago. That's correct. Unbelievable. David, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You're, you're so welcome. Be safe. And Chag Purim Sameach to everybody. Chag Purim Sameach. David Matlow, our Herzl, our Herzl genius, our Herzl aficionado, our Herzl collector. And what a story. I can't believe that that story went viral in the sense that so many news sources picked it up and were fascinated by it. Just incredible. And look at how dedicated her family is to Israel without them even have, having met her. Something in the blood, I'll tell you, something in the blood. Something in the DNA. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. JM in the AM on a Monday.